see this is gonna be a big upcoming trend um, it has been going on for years photographers do it um, there's paid versions they're non-paid versions and I did want to talk about um, some organic strategies and at the end we're gonna go ahead and be really diving deep into style shoots like my top three tips for that because I think it's very I know it's very important that you really know your value um, and that you get the most out of it and don't solely rely on others to get the content and things that you want to get out of opportunities in organic marketing so that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode it's all about something different so let's get to it so first i want you to know and i hope that you do know where are your clients paying clients actually coming from not your followers, not the popularity, but where are your actual paying clients finding you? That's where you should be focused on. Um, I have two different businesses. So I have my bridal styling business. Um, and I also have my other business with my education and hair color business. Both of those businesses run completely different. Um, they may have the same basis of everything and foundation, but where my clients find me is totally opposite on both sides of the spectrum. And it has been such a beautiful opportunity that I wanted to share with you today some of the tactics behind that. So first, where are your clients finding you from? You should know that. Um, if you don't know that, it's okay. This is a simple way that you can ask. Um, next time you go into a salon, ask your clients, where are they finding you? Um, you'd be surprised because sometimes we assume, oh, it's Instagram or it's Facebook or it's that one platform we put all of our attention to and you'd be surprised by their answers. So ask the question and listen, put it in your notes. I have a booking system. I can put notes at all times. Nobody sees them except for me. I love to put on there where people are finding me from. I love to keep track um, on a spreadsheet of where people are finding me from. Or if you don't even want to do that, you can just put it in your notes um, so that you can kind of get a gauge of where people are really truly looking and finding you at because it's so important that we put our attention there sometimes so what is working for one business won't work for another and that has been one of the biggest lessons uh, for example for one of my businesses is websites and on other outside links that they find me at um, and so another one is Pinterest heavy um, there's another one that is Instagram heavy. So each business is so different, but I wouldn't know that if I didn't ask. So I really encourage you as you start thinking about organic strategies that have nothing to do with paid, that you really think about like, where are they finding you at and focus on that. Um, and then I'll give you, don't worry, I'll give you some ideas of how to, you know, use your local networking um, to do that as well. So part number two, it would be on really focus on your client um, education, okay? So I know as business owners, it can be really hard, right? Like we wanna show um, things that we wanna share about the business and things. And that's why I had to separate both my businesses because the ideal client of mine does not care what platform or you know i use for my booking site they don't care about seo <laughs> they, that's not that they don't care about that stuff what they care about is like can i give them the result that they're seeking can they know exactly how much is it going to cost them and are we the right fit for one another that's what we really care about so when i educate for my client it's totally opposite so just always think like if you really are in the building of a clientele base right now 
use referral programs. So your best clients that you already have in the salon are going to be your best resources. I have learned this through years. This is how I built my business in the beginning, back in 2018. Um, in a month, I went into 3K months like this, and this is what I did. I did a lot of referrals because it's so important once you have an amazing client, they probably have friends or family members that are similar to them that they will start referring to you. And they have been my longest, most loyal clientele has been through referral. Um, so I think it's really important that you have a referral program to not only reward, you know, your client for doing that for you, but also as an incentive because, you know, as, as existing clients, I feel like, um, sometimes as stylists, we just focus so much on a new clients, new clients. And it is so true that it costs more money to obtain a new client than it is to retain a current one. So don't, you know, undermine and underappreciate your existing clientele. Um, they don't know if you are accepting new clients. They don't know if there's a new service they want to promote. So talk to them. Let them know. Maybe they'll be interested. And if not, you'll be top of mind next time a friend is asking for a referral for that type of business. Your name can come up and they know that you're open, especially now. Um, it's very interesting. And I wanted to share this because this is all the information I get from my own clients that I would love to share with you is that most of them assume that a lot of people are not accepting new clients unless you tell them. So they wouldn't know I was accepting new clients unless I told them to, you know, or I let them know. So I think it's really important that we just don't assume that our clients know what we're doing, that our clients know if our book of business is open or closed, let them know. Uh, for me, I do not like closing my book of business because a client can get sick, a client can get married and move away, a client can get pregnant, um, have babies. I remember when I had my babies, I didn't get my first haircut till probably eight months postpartum because it was such a hard recovery from my last baby. So it's different for everybody. So you have to be really like have that book of business open so that you can put in the influx when you need it to your business. So make sure that you know where your clients are coming from. Make sure that you are actually putting your content out there and educate them. Let them know the things that they don't know. Sometimes we think as professionals that we don't know enough or everybody's talking about it. So why should I even do it? And I want to share a story with you that I hope helps you as well. So one of my um, clients, she, you know, like she's amazing. She's beautiful. I love her. Um, and, you know, she is an influencer. And so I'm like, you know, she does beauty and makeup and all this beautiful stuff. So I, you know, me assuming I'm like, she follows everybody and she knows how to curl hair and all that stuff. She does. She does a beautiful job with her makeup and hair. And one day she asked me, she's like, hey, Celeste, so when are you going to put up a video of how you curl your hair? And I thought it was so interesting, right? Because I just assumed, well, you know, like she knows all this and she follows a whole bunch of people. Like she wouldn't want to know how I do it, but she actually did. And it was such a beautiful example and lesson for me that although there is a lot of people probably just like you, there's hairstylists, beauty pros, lash artists, nail artists, people want to learn it from you. They want to know what your technique is, what your point of view is. And it's so important that you are transparent and it may not be aligned with everybody, but it's going to be aligned with your ideal clients that are actually looking for you. So don't undermine your expertise. You do not need to have a whole bunch of education, a whole bunch of expertise. If you have a license, you probably did like I live in California. So we had to do 1600 hours of education and we probably we do know more than the average person. So go ahead and hone in on that expertise.
So with that, let's go into networking. Okay. So I'm going to talk first about for networking at like pop-up events. Okay. So with pop-up events, make sure that you're going to get what you want out of it. So I did a pop-up event and it was for market research. I wanted to hear people's, um, what they were saying when they saw the business, what they thought about the name, what the confusion was, like all these different type of things. So I did a pop-up event. I had to pay for it. It was like $75. I had to spend my whole day there. I did lose a day of work there. So that's what I wanted to talk about first. With pop-up events, be very mindful. Um, I know it can seem like a lot of fun and they are, they can be fun. I mean, it's amazing to go out to your community and be able to interact with potential clients, but that's not something I can do all the time. Like I need to be behind the chair making my money and doing other things that bring income. But you know, keep a pulse on your audience, right? Keep a pulse on what your community is thinking about your business if that's really important to you. I do not believe in relying on one soul of income. I'm sorry if it's unpopular opinion, but just like, you know, online videos and working with different brands have brought in income and opportunities. So does doing the regular, you know, and the beautiful work that I get to do with one-on-one -on -one work with my clients. I love being with them. I love interacting with people and it's also part of my income. So be very mindful with pop-up events. What is it going to take? So how much money is it going to take? How much time is it going to take? And be very mindful with a budget. Please set a budget, please. <laughs> because it can be so easy to get carried away. Maybe you want to give like bags with your name or your logo and stickers and QR code stands and like a crazy pop-up and all this or flower backdrop and all this crazy stuff, balloons. Like you can go like super crazy with it, but be very mindful of your budget and be very mindful what you're going in there for. When you do a pop-up event, is it going to be to build your email list? Is it going to be to build your awareness in your community? What are you going to do it for? Are you going to do market research like I did? Write down notes. I wrote down so many notes and I still have it on my phone. For that event and it really helped me to redesign my website so i am sharing all this like free for you and really good knowledge because this is nobody told me this i just went in there with an actual agenda for myself and also to connect and it was so beautiful because my only thing was to just do market research right out of it i got to meet amazing business owners that I knew about, but I never met the actual owner. I got to learn so many different things and also like what people see as my strong points. Um, some opportunities came up from that and some also like ideas came just from the audience and the feedback I got from them. So it was really awesome to just hear and you know, I think it's so beautiful to be able to have pop-up events if you are very strategic with it. So that's my thing, number one, for local like networking would be pop-up events. Number two, it's like, you know, there's like lots of happy hours, like women empowering events or small business empowering events. Um, be very mindful with that one and make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. So I'm being real here, real, 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 real here. <laughs> you really talk. So I suffer from anxiety and that's okay. Um, but I do not like really going, I'm very energy sensitive. Okay. And I know it sounds weird, but it's, it is how I am. So I'm very energy sensitive. So I am very cautious of like where I put my energy in. Right. So 
So last year I went outside the box, I went to different events and just be like when you go to this events like you know just go with an open heart i did not go with an agenda there i just wanted to see what it's about because i kept hurting about local networking events and it was just really awesome just to like just see different businesses hear about everybody's different stories and backgrounds where they come from what the businesses they have um so that was a really cool opportunity i got to also meet other awesome business owners locally here in my town um that were at that event so that was a lot of fun and it was just good to get outside of the box so don't be scared to go outside of the box and do uncomfortable things i did not go to any of this events with a friend <laughs> so that was really outside of the box but it was really good just to see what other business owners are doing what's working for them so it can be a really good um just building opportunity for that Okay, so we talked about pop-up events. We've talked about meetups, um, number three, and, and networking events. So I'm gonna do two more, and then we're gonna be done for today. Um, so number four is gonna be. So there is a lot also of other special events in venues. So I want to talk about venue um, networking events. So last year I was able to talk in one of them. And what is the opportunity in a venue networking event? Is that you never know until you know. And this is what I mean by that. You never know who in your community is watching you as a business owner or even knows about you. And I was really like sh shocked. I was because there was a lot of business owners that I like, I love, I love their business like concept. Like there was a really cool like picnic one. Um, I love her concept and everything. And like, she knows who I am. Cause you know, I always show my face in my business <laughs> and you know, like I had never seen a face. So now I have like the two faces to that business and we we're able to connect. I was also able to connect and I want to really talk about this about networking events in venues and it is that don't limit yourself by thinking that everybody is your competition I live truly in a world of abundance there's no flipping possible way I can do everybody's hair everybody's needs I can't do that by myself I truly cannot um, there has to be other businesses that take business and also, and not just take business, okay, but I give business to There's so many people that have to refer out. And it's for me, when I refer out my clients, I need to make sure that person is going to truly take care of my client how I would take care of them or even better. I want somebody who can do stuff better than me, can, can give them an even better experience, a better service, better everything than just me if I'm going to refer somebody out. That's very important to me because I want to be in integrity with what my values are and what my business stands for. And having said that, competition is like, I think it's the biggest thing that will ruin your business. Being real, like if when you think that everybody's your competition and you're the only one that can exist. And I really wanted to talk a little bit in depth before we go into the last uh, portion of the today's podcast. And it was about, this is what I mean by competition. So she's going to be a guest on my podcast because you guys can learn from this. Everybody can learn from this, okay? And I think it's really important, especially I'm a hairstylist, I'm a makeup artist, I'm a cosmetologist just like you. But we're talking about networking and building community in a different type of way than everybody else is doing, right? That's what today's episode's about. So I invited her to be a part of the podcast. Um, I will publish her podcast next month. But anyway, so I have a photo booth business. So I have my mobile salon, which is like also a photo booth and it gets used for events. 
And, you know, by sure luck of the universe, like I ended up doing an event thanks to her. Like she referred me to this, you know, place and I did the event. And then um, we ended up, we met each other through that. Remember that venue event I was talking at? After that, she came up to me, we talked, and then um, she invited me to be part of a style shoot. And that's how we ended up connecting. And if I would have gone with the mindset that she's my competition, and there's only enough room for her, and there's only enough room for me, and there's no way we can work together and collaborate, we wouldn't have gotten to the point that we got here today. And with this style shoot, and we'll talk more about that in the episode because I want to talk more about networking within us as beauty professionals as well. There was also a makeup artist. She's amazing. She um, she also does like bridal makeup and she has a different style. She's amazing. She's such a kind human as well. She's Latina. Um, so she has a similar business but different than mine. And we ended up collaborating together. We worked beautifully together. If I was in the mindset that there is that's competition and I can know I cannot shut her out you know like tell her like hey everybody like look this work this beautiful work of makeup artistry was done by V you know if I was in that mindset um I would have missed out on that connection missed out on the opportunity I have taken a makeup class from her and that's what I mean sometimes we are our own like worst enemy in regards to thinking that competition that everybody's a competition and there's not enough room or abundance for all so with that be very open-hearted and in the mindset that there is abundance for all and also be very open-hearted with your energy i am very energy driven um i am not ashamed of that if the energy is not right between me and somebody else and it just doesn't feel right i will not pursue it and I know that may sound weird to some people, but I don't want to be fake. I want to be genuine with my connections and it has served me very well in business. So don't be scared if there's other businesses kind of like yours, um, but have a different spinoff to collaborate with each other, to build each other up. So um, that was a beautiful lesson out of the venue part. And now let's go on with that. Let's go into the last part, which is for like, you know, organic marketing let's go into style shoots style shoots are a big thing so they're really big with photographers it's really big even with magazines or even like bigger communities where they do specialty style shoots so for example like if you're a makeup if you're like a bridal right company there will be one person in charge and they usually charge people money i know they charge people money to be able to participate so they'll have for example like one one florist or like one makeup artist, one hairstylist, one photographer, one videographer, or sometimes they'll allow multiple videographers and multiple photographers. It just varies by whoever's running the event. Um, and what you do, and there's like, you know, there's balloon artists, there's backdrops, um, all kinds of specialties, you know, like champagne walls, like signs, um, cakes, cookies, like, everything you can think of, you know, gowns, everything you can think of, okay? And all these businesses come together. You can either do it for free or it's a paid opportunity. Um, and then you get some pictures out of it. You get pictures, you get content and all this beautiful stuff out of it. So I am gonna spend like five minutes on this and then we're gonna end this episode because this is not something new to me. Um, this is something that I have been working up towards and I'm gonna share some of my insight and take what is good for you and resonates and leave the rest behind if it doesn't align with you. 
So I've been very particular with style shoots. This is why. If I if you're gonna go and do an event and you're gonna offer your free styling or free makeup services or whatever your specialty service is, maybe you like you're a nail artist, you want to do specialty nails, or you know, whatever your specialty is, make sure that you're gonna get what you deserve out of it. And this is what I mean. I wouldn't expect you to give out like five hours of your time and get no pictures and nothing out of that. And that's why sometimes I have not done style shoots because I don't want to do a style shoot where I don't get pictures out of it. Like, my time is valuable, right? Like, your time is valuable. Like, imagine if you're out of the, if you're out of your work day for five hours, how much money are you losing that day? Right? Like, it's just something to ask and think about and ponder about. So make sure that you're going to get pictures out of it. So be very clear. Number one, communication. What are you going to get out of it? What do they expect out of you? Aside from your, you know, artistry, whether it's makeup or hair or whatever your beauty uh, specialty is, what do they actually expect of you? Number three, don't rely on the photographers and videographers. And this is why. As makeup artist, hairstylist, beauty professionals, you have your own style. You have your own shooting style for photography, for video. It's your own style, okay? And you cannot assume that the photographer or videographer is going to get that angle that you can get. And so what I did, instead of just like going home, you know, because I was able to stay there, is I actually stayed there the whole extra time. I grabbed my phone and I started taking pictures and little mini clips of videos and reels so I could make them into reels and videos and different angles, different things. Um, fixing the hair, you know, because there was like two instances where I was like, all oh, the hair I want to fix. It was really fun because I was able to be creative, but I was not relying solely on what the photographers and videographer was going to bring to the table. I also took charge, right? And I wanted to show my audience right on social and my potential clients and existing clients what i'm doing behind the scenes clients love behind the scenes so utilize it market it shout out the businesses that you're working with as you're doing this style shoots and make sure that the communication is very clear number three um really make I, what i love about style shoots it's think about like how can you get the most out of it for your business and this is what i mean by that so I was very fortunate. One of the photographers, yeah, I think it was one of them. Um, I, I believe right now I've, I've only gotten two of the pictures that after so far, and I need to one more photographer, one more videographer, and a videographer to give me back their content that they created, which is beautiful. I love how they each have their own style and I can utilize it in different ways. But I believe only one of them got me actually working on the hair. And she got some beautiful photos. And I, that's what I wanted out of the style shoot. I'm like, dude, if I just get one picture of me doing hair, like we are golden. And she did. And she got, the, they got beautiful pictures of the model coming out of my mobile salon. Like all this amazing freaking footage. I loved it. Um, but see, like, this is what I mean. Like you have to be creatively like what's going to make sense out of this. And I also didn't just assume that they would get it. I also took charge, right, and did little videos and clips. Um, also, be like, be in community. Um, if there's another like beauty pro with you on the style shoot, do some content for them. I literally took some videos and photos of the makeup artist doing her, you know, doing makeup artistry inside of the salon, um, because I wanted her to have that content if she wanted it to. She can clip it or do whatever she wants with it, and that's what I mean about being in community. She took some awesome pictures. She shared with me. I shared with her, 
And that's what I mean. Like, make the best out of this style shoot. And, you know, like, just be you. In business, especially, like, I think we should just be ourselves. And I really wanted to end this with be kind above all. This is why. I don't think I'm the best damn thing out there with the salsa and a bag of chips. Like, no, no, no. And this is why I have been treated very, like, amazingly and very like shit throughout my my career i have as a assistant as a beginning hairstylist as somebody people that don't know who she is and then after they realize like oh you know she's the one who's gonna be talking to us in this event or you know got flown in to do the talk or is an educator then you know sometimes people would treat me differently afterwards after they treated me not so nice and that is why my main thing in this industry is to be kind as much as I can, but not be a step over, um, not be anybody's chancla, like we say in Spanish. So this is a chancla in Spanish. Um, I'm nobody's chancla, so people can't toss me around. I have my boundaries. I can be strong and kind at the same time. And that's why, like, for me, it's really important that I'm always kind because you never know who you're going to meet. You never do know who you're going to meet. And I think it's so important that we have compassion for one another because we never know what we're going through. You know, it can be just an off day, a bad day. Um, I know for me, like I have my health issues and most people don't even know like when I'm having an off day. And that's because I always try to stay kind and it's just part of who I am as a person. But I am also very straightforward and sassy when I have to be. <laughs> and you know I love being bubbly but it takes time and I don't like faking it I'm not bubbly all the time sometimes I like to be quiet because it's not just about me it's about feeling the energy and the space so just be who you are remember to stay kind and don't be afraid to step outside of the box don't be afraid that was my experience for last year was really to step out of the box and go more into my community that as always energy is very driven with me in my business and life. Um, it's not just like, you know, people like follow your intuition and that can be kind of hard to understand and develop because it's skill you develop, but I'm always based on my energy, right? Like what does my energy, what's my heart feel about this opportunity? And it's okay to say no, not every opportunity is for us. We get to say no. Don't and don't have FOMO. Always remember in life and in business, for every yes that you give, you're saying no to something else. So be very intentional with your yes. Get more comfortable saying no. And remember to, the, to really know your value and what you're going to get out of the events that you do. Whether it's locally, online, or globally, <laughs> make sure that you really know what's in it for yourself and what's the best thing that you can bring also as a team member. Uh, one of the most beautiful things that really did happen, it was, it was so like, so easy flowing. Like that photo shoot, style shoot, everybody was like, just so easy flowing and just rolling with it and very like relaxed. Um, it was my first time working with, yeah, it was my first time working like directly with almost all of them except for one of the vendors. So I didn't know anybody. Um, and sometimes that's what you need to do. And, you know, and the beautiful thing about experiencing new things is that you get to decide this is for me and you get to do it again. Or you can be like, you know what? That's not for me, but these are the lessons I learned. And you take those lessons and you implement them. And with that, that is today's episode. So much love. I will see you back here um, next week. We're going to have a special episode released. Um, it's going to be all about reds and copper hair colors from a specialist um she is in 
Australia, if I remember correctly. Yes, she's in Australia. She is amazing. That's what she specializes in. And she is going to be giving us some awesome tips on that. And it's a two-part series. And I cannot wait to share her with you. Christina is amazing. And with that, I will see you back here next week. Bye, love.